0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Rex Nelson, senior editor of the Democrat Gazette, and proud to have Randy Sook from the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce, a man that can probably talk better than anyone. (laughs) <laughs> about the Arkansas economy. I'm going to build you up at least, Randy. I'll take it. Man. All right. All right. Good deal. Because there, uh, before we taped, we, we were sitting here talking, there is a lot going on. Let's talk about, for starters, 2.7 statewide unemployment rate. I, I never thought I would see such a thing in Arkansas. It, it, it almost shouldn't
1: even be on the chart, but it's yeah. absolutely – crazy and incredible and wonderful uh, in a lot of ways and a real real major challenge in
0: other ways it's 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 causing lots of i was going to say it, it is it is good and it is bad because and and i know i tend to be an optimist by nature people who know me know i'm a glass half full guy and i tend to write columns that way but we're going to walk through some of them but there's still so much going on in and it's not just one area of the state anymore it's not just northwest it's no. not just central it's all over arkansas right now but i know you have said uh you know for decades uh i grew up in this state and uh uh we w- you know the the whole economic development mantra i mean back when we called it industrial development was yeah. we got to have more jobs we got to have more jobs we got to have more jobs it seems to me, and I know you've basically said this, we've got jobs right now. We've got to find people to fill those jobs.
1: We've got to have people who are prepared to take the jobs and keep the jobs, people who are ready to engage. If you believe the Bureau of Labor Statistics, we've got 97,000 open jobs in Arkansas today. Unbelievable. It's just amazing to even talk about a number of that scale. Uh, but if, if if they're wrong by 10%, 15%, still, yeah. it's still 80,000, 90,000 jobs
0: that companies can't fill, businesses mm-hmm.
1: can't fill. And
0: and would love to fill right now. I The other side of that coin, a record low unemployment rate of 2.7%, yet what's known as the workforce potential participation rate is also low and we've got to find a way to get that up in other words there are a lot of people who should have a job right now who aren't even looking for work right well that that's the
1: that's the when you peel the onion that's that's when you get to the root cause of why we've got so many open jobs is that we've got somewhere around 60 to seventy thousand people in arkansas who are in prime working age in their lives, namely from 16 to 59, according to the official counts, 16 to 59 is considered the the prime working cohort. Mm -hmm. In that group, we're six percentage points below the national average on the participation rate. Do that math, and it's about 70,000 people who are between 16 and 59 who are not working, not looking for work, not drawing unemployment, not disabled, not in college, not in prison, simply on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. That's a big number. So there's about 60 or 70,000 that could go a long way and fill in filling those 80 or 90,000 open jobs and would have a, a measurable impact on the health of the economy
0: if they were to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I know you were doing a lot in Working with state agencies, federal agencies, and others, but you're doing a lot at the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce when it comes to workforce training, when it comes to getting ready for the kind of jobs we now have in the 21st century. Talk some about your efforts at the chamber right now.
1: Sure, we've got a we've got one program that's our, our I guess our centerpiece, and is now in five other states as well. But it's called Be Pro, Be Proud. It's two, basically two mobile workshops. This is a truck with a 53-foot trailer. Both of them tricked out with virtual reality programming and, and uh, simulators, video simulators, so that a person can come in and sit down and get a taste of what it's like to do some of these uh, career opportunities that are going begging everything from utility linemen to welders to commercial truck drivers to railroad engineers to hvac uh, technicians to to just you name it uh, there are about 16 of those total and we don't even we don't even do anything related to healthcare because that's such a big world mm-hmm. in and of itself mm-hmm. so, that we, yeah, yeah we don't tackle that so that's one thing we've done and we've got that scheduled booked solid uh, both trucks uh, in high schools where we take it to a school and we'll stay there all day or a couple of three days depending on the school and take kids through that and give it takes about an hour hour and a half for a, a group about 20 or 30 at a time. To get through it and taste each of those career fields and it's having a profound impact to the point that as i said we've got five other states who have bought the license from us and have replicated the same thing so we've got two trucks in north carolina one in south carolina one in georgia uh, one in tennessee starting next month and one in new mexico and we're pretty close to a deal with texas which would be the uh, that would be a totally different dimension. Yeah, but, absolutely, but anyway, th- it would.
0: This is this is really exciting. A whole nother country, as those arrogant people like my wife, who's a native Texan, likes to say. It, it is another country
1: <laughs> for sure. But anyway,
0: that that's one thing we're doing.
1: Yeah. And secondly, we're we're helping educators, teachers, counselors, to connect with companies, with businesses, because. The message to businesses is this is not going to get any better anytime soon. So you're going to have to find a way to attract and retain talent in order to operate your business effectively and competitively. And that's going to spell the difference between success and failure for lots of businesses over the next 10 or 20 years. Yeah. We, we've simply got to to create um, a, a more talented workforce and. The companies are, are the ones that are going to benefit from it and are going to have to invest in it, and they're doing so.
0: I know at the state level we've got a, a workforce cabinet now. We're trying to put more focus on that. Is state government moving in the right direction right now in your Absolutely, opinion? Absolutely, and at full tilt. Um,
1: Mike Rogers is the new uh, chief workforce officer for the state. Uh, all of the agencies uh, that uh, Secretary of Commerce Hugh McDonald has Uh, dws office of skills development all of those folks are tuning up and tuning in as to how to go about reaching kids and communicating the the degree of and the the attractiveness of these career opportunities that require something after high school but not necessarily Mm -hmm. a two-year or a four-year degree something post-secondary absolutely and first of all graduate from high school exactly uh, that's step one and then secondly, it's it's a matter of, of jumping into a career opportunity and Putting your best effort into it and and the rewards are are there. They're substantial uh, it's very common to see people in their early to mid 20s that are high five figure low six-figure uh, Income earners that have never darkened the door of a four-year institution I'm not arguing that people choose this instead of that there are lots of career fields that require – I was going to say, it, my argument is don't. we
0: need more of all of them. We need all more of these people, but we need more bachelor's degrees. We need more master's degrees. We need more we PhDs. Need more,
1: we yep. need more of everything. we got to have Arkansas. all of them. Yeah. Yep. yep. So That's Great the message.
0: Point. Let's take a little tour around the state. Uh, we'll start up in northwest Arkansas. In my speeches around the state, I, I may have invented a word uh, – because we've talked for so many years now about the Northwest Arkansas boom, but the word I'm using, I said, "Folks, the boom is getting boomier." Uh, just just a—it's a, incredible—a a couple of examples there. Uh, Walmart, of course, is fin- putting the finishing touches on a one billion with a B plus corporate campus that's going to be unlike anything. Think Silicon Valley, th- unlike anything this part of the country has ever seen. Meanwhile, Tyson announces it's moving almost a 1,000 white, high-paying white-collar jobs into Arkansas. Randy, I think that and, – and I and I had this discussion with a couple of friends at Tyson at the time. I think we have gotten so used to good news from northwest Arkansas that that story of those 1,000 white-collar employees was underplayed. That, That is the the equivalent of a huge corporate relocation to Arkansas, right? That's exactly what it is. It's like we landed a Fortune 500 company to move their headquarters. That's exactly what it is. It's
1: IBP, Iowa Beef Processors, and Hillshire Hillshire Farms. Mm -hmm. Their corporate offices, one in Chicago, one in South Dakota, are now going to be in Springdale, Arkansas.
0: I mean that's huge news. No for quid, our state. no kidding. Yeah. That is huge news. So, you know, you've got all of that going on on the corporate side. We have got then uh, on the cultural side, you know, already one of the best art museums in the worlds adding another 100,000 square feet. Now, Alice Walton is opening her health institute, her own medical school. One of the hospital systems up there has now uh, got an agreement with the Cleveland Clinic. And, uh, you know, I've heard people say that. Alice wants Northwest Arkansas to be thought of like people now think of going to the Mayo Clinic or going to the Cleveland Clinic, and you know, seeing what she did with Crystal Bridges, I'm not putting it past her if, I, if that's I, where her focus is now.
1: If, if Alice puts her mind to it, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, and look, and I could go on and on. but Look at the Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Look at the recreational yeah. investments that the the Waltons and the the foundation and corporate and everybody else is is put into Northwest Arkansas. It's a it's a booming
0: bona fide booming area. Yeah, and more so than it's even been in the past right yeah.
1: now. Yeah. Right, ranks in the top 10 of attractive places to live in the US. Low cost of living still relatively speaking. Uh, their biggest problem is infrastructure and housing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's they can't build them fast fast enough. enough yeah can't build roads fast enough can't build sewer systems fast enough water everything it's it's keeping up with the growth that's their challenge oh
0: i i, I went recently i'm uh, as you know i'm an arkansas history nerd among other things and i had not been out to prairie grove battlefield state park yeah. for a while and i went out there and suddenly Oh, and I know you've been out that way. All of those pastures I remember over those rolling hills are rooftops. Exactly style. right. Roof as far as the eye can see at Absolutely. Prairie Grove.
1: Yeah. And go 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 west, you know, out uh-huh. Farmington, out that way. It's just it's just crazy what's going on.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. So that that boom is getting boomier, but it is not confined to northwest Arkansas. Let's move to northeast Arkansas where U.S. Steel is right now building what's going to be the most modern, efficient steel mill in the history of the world, going to be right here in Arkansas. They bought Big River Steel, so they'll have two facilities near Osceola. Of course, you've got the two big facilities, Nucor, Nucor Yamato, near Blyville. So four major steel plants, numerous other companies related to those there. I know those of us who are native Arkansans and still, especially those of us, Randy, who are a little older, still have to pinch ourselves. Did we ever dream, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, that one day you'd be able to say Arkansas is the steel-making capital of America? It's just crazy. Isn't it, though? Take that, Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Arkansas. Yeah, Mississippi Miss, County is going to be the leading
1: steel-producing county in America. Number one steel-producing county in the country. And the jobs that go with that are just absolutely mind-boggling. Great paying jobs. Great paying jobs, Great benefits, long-term, yeah. wealth-building opportunities for every employee, uh, 401Ks, I mean, the the entire package of just high-demand, high-wage employment opportunities, just they're going begging, literally, uh, because we can't find enough people in Arkansas who will go up there and, and take jump into those opportunities. So we end up employing a lot of western tennesseans mm-hmm. and a lot of uh southern missourians and a lot of uh, uh kentuckians that that are taking jobs that i wish we could get more arkansas to kansans to pursue
0: and you you <clears throat> you added the outdoor recreation in northwest arkansas and northeast arkansas you and i again before we started taping we're having a conversation i'm about to leave For the old company town of Wilson, they're near the steel mills in Mississippi County where Galen Lawrence, Jr., who is one of the largest landowners in America, grew up near Arkansas in the boot hill of Missouri. But he is literally, Randy, pouring millions and millions of dollars into that little town of Wilson. And it's going to be, from all I can tell from their drawings one of the most upscale resorts in america in northeast arkansas
1: it's going to be a cloister it's going to be a sea island on on the mississippi
0: yeah homestead a greenbrier you know you have those great resorts it's
1: going to be a delta version of that a real treat yeah um very exciting and the the the, uh, construction projects if you go add those all up around the state you're looking at about 10 billion dollars at least of capital investment projects that are underway right now in arkansas yeah just you add all that up and the construction jobs and the payrolls and the 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 improvement in in everything
0: in the state and it's just really exciting yeah and internet it, it, and again we're, we're talking the delta here so it's not just northwest arkansas i mean i can go uh Go up into the hills uh, around where where you spend plenty of time, and uh, go over to perhaps our most rural county, even Newton County. And you got Johnny Morris pouring millions of dollars into the old dog pack location, so yeah. you can ju- go to your most rural county, can't you, and find investment? Right oh yeah, now. look at the look at the boat plants in in
1: Yeah, the around, Hill, yeah. around yeah. Flippin'
0: and mountain home. Yeah, uh,
1: just mansions, should...
0: everything in high tilt. That's all you can call it. All right. Northwest, northeast. Now, let's move down to Fort Smith. As we start to, uh, as we tape this, the U.S. Marshals Museum is about to open. Have you been in there yet? Have not been I in the I toured museum. it last week. Got to do that. I know it took a long time. It is a national class attraction. Well, that's fabulous. They did it first class, put it right up there with the Clinton Presidential Center, Crystal Bridges, the other yeah. top arkansas attractions but i've got some stories coming but add to that you talked about fort smith which kind of traditionally was considered kind of our manufacturing city in arkansas still is How the jobs are back there Yep. you talked about that we've got this fighter mission that's going to be the economic equivalent or greater of an automobile assembly plant we've talked all these years in arkansas about that but I've seen the number thrown around that uh, that could have an, an economic impact of a billion dollars a year or more. on the Fort I, I Smith think it'd
1: be every bit of a billion, probably more. The capital investment in, on the, the uh, Fort Smith Airport site is going to be about a billion dollars to get the hangars and all of the infrastructure in place to accommodate this training mission. Um, You're going to have people coming from literally all over the world for one to two to three year stays for training purposes. Anybody who buys F-35s, any country, any friendly country of ours, um, Mm. the European countries,
0: uh, some of the... Well, Singapore is going to be the first group that comes in. Yeah, and it's everything from the crews themselves to the mechanics. We're talking hundreds of people from each of those countries, and we're talking staying for two to five years, too. You're going to have 48
1: F-35s parked at the Fort Smith at Ebbing Air Force Mm -hmm. Base, and it's going to be something to see and hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: Uh, as my my friends in Fort Smith on my recent vision – uh, a recent visit, were telling me, uh, you know, of course they had fighters for so many years, they got used to it, and they said we like it. That's the sound of freedom. That's and I, I like that line. The sound yeah. of freedom. That is the sound of freedom, and
1: it. And let me tell you that that willingness to accommodate that was key in succeeding in the attraction of that investment and that installation. The alternative was a base in Michigan. Contrast this when they had the public hearing in Fort Smith, they had about 500 people show up, and to a person, they were supportive all of, supportive of the investment in the, the base. When they went to Michigan, they had 16 people show up, and every one of them was dead set against it coming to town. Wow, it was kind of game over, yeah, uh, by the time that hearing concluded. So, yeah. Fort Smith has gone out and done an incredible job of marketing itself and and with the help, intense help, of the uh, congressional delegation, principally Senator Bozeman and Senator Cotton, but also Representative Walmart. Uh, and the governors, both um, Governor Hutchison and now Governor Sanders, have just been all in on making sure we land that. And it's, look, it's going to transform the river valley. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you're going to oh, see that all that Chaffee Crossing area is going to blow up in see, housing. That
0: was the next thing I was going to mention. You know, I, I spent the bigger part of the day out at Chaffee Crossing, the old Fort Chaffee. Yeah. And it has become, and again, another thing, we can look to Arkansas and be proud nationally. It has become, they told me, one of the models in the nation now of here's how you redevelop a military installation. It's one of the most successful out of the BRAC uh, bases that were closed in the country right now for redevelopment.
1: Yep, it's fantastic. You got an osteopathic uh, teaching hospital, oh, and they're out adding there.
0: colleges as they go. Yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just it's
1: Exciting. So Fort Smith, Fort Smith's alive and well, and and stepping on the gas. That's all you can call it.
0: We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Pride podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad provided at no extra cost. You'll also get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette including my three weekly columns plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. As a bonus, we're offering a limited time deal to our podcast listeners. To take advantage of this exclusive offer, click the link in the description or go to arkansasonlinecom forward slash podcast 23. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. All right, let's bring it home to where we're sitting right now, and that being central Arkansas. While most of us were consumed by the pandemic uh randy it, it's amazing how a company as big as amazon can be so quiet but they kind of yeah, quietly just. moved into central arkansas built a huge complex at the port of little rock built a huge complex in north little rock i'm told they probably now employ close to five thousand people in central arkansas which And you tell me, uh, but I, I, again, did some history research. The best I can tell, that's the largest job influx, influx into central Arkansas since the Little Rock Air Force Base opened. I'm sure that's true. By one entity. I
1: don't I can't even think of anything that yeah. could close. So, don't yeah. forget the old Jacuzzi site.
0: Oh yeah, and and, that and another one that uh, and another smaller one, yeah. So so they've got four facilities employing probably 5,000. That has put us on the logistics map. Yep. Now you've got Dollar General building a facility, you've got Lowe's building a facility, you've got Tractor Supply building a facility. I mean, and don't forget so, the Dillard's Oh yeah, e-commerce center. So, know, so, so central Arkansas now is becoming a major distribution and logistics hub for the country. Absolutely right. Lots of jobs. Lots. And one of the
1: things about, for instance, Amazon, they've got this incredible pay for your pay for your education program, where if you're working as an mm-hmm. employee at Amazon, they'll pay your cost to go to for any post-secondary training or education you want, all yeah. the way through. A, A four-year degree or even masters or whatever so it's it's these companies these national companies that come in with these big distribution centers are having a huge impact
0: yeah and then um, in in its other sectors also the financial sector for instance uh, central arkansas has become a true regional banking headquarters now um As you know, before I came back here writing full time uh, six years ago, I was with Simmons Bank. And before I left, we had just bought the Axiom Building in the Mm -hmm. River Market. Thought that would probably serve the job needs for 10 to 15 years. It was full in two, two, about two two years years, they filled it up. Had to start looking for new space. Bought the old OZK headquarters on Chennau. Of course, OZK builds out where I live at the ranch, a magnificent corporate campus. And then you go back to that Chennau-Rawling and you look at, Uh, uh, You look at all the bank buildings that are going up there, multi-story Catons, which uh, used to be Bank Corp South, uh, multi-story First Community Bank. Uh, Southern Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Little Little Rock's become a a true regional banking center, too. And and health and the health. Yeah, it absolutely is.
1: And the healthcare sector just continues to thrive. And and, but again, every one of these things is only constrained by the lack of talent or adequate talent. Yeah. So the the opportunities for young people in Arkansas today are just take your pick. They really are. Just pick throw a dart at a map and. Go wherever you want to go, and you can find incredible career opportunities.
0: All right. Now, listeners, you're saying, all right, you had not done South Arkansas. Well, here we go. Uh, The defense industry outside of Camden, quietly in those pine woods, the Ukrainians have been winning the war in part with weapons made in the pine woods of South Arkansas. I'm told by people in the know that our allies – have given so many weapons to the Ukrainians. They've got to resupply their own stockpiles. So this is not a short-term thing. This no. is a mini-year boom. More than 3,000 employees in the defense industry now. And I understand they have hundreds of jobs open, too. At least 1,500 over, wow. the, over the
1: next 12 months. Yeah. And think of the training time it takes. That's not a just walk in and, you know. Right here's where you're going to work and here are your tools and go to it. You've got to really have some sophisticated, serious training to produce the kind of stuff they're making because that's stuff that goes boom and you don't want it to go boom at the wrong time. So there's, there's just terrific high tech, high wage,
0: high demand jobs by the hundreds sitting there in Camden, Arkansas. Meanwhile, in South Arkansas, and I've done a whole column, a series of columns recently on this, but, uh, the potential lithium boom. Uh, lithium is one of the things needed in batteries for electronic vehicles. Uh, the Chinese control the world's lithium supply right now, so there's a we'll long, there's a real national security reason to get more domestic lithium production. And we think there's been a lot of work going on uh, that we we can take it out of this bromine that we've been. Uh, uh, the brine we've been we've been basically we've been pulling bromine out but the brine we've been basically injecting back into the ground for 100 years. Yeah. That could be gold now, Randy, if all okay. of this works out. It's well they they've proven the concept. I mean, yeah. Standard Lithium has
1: been operating a test plant on the campus of Lanxess Chemical in mm-hmm. El Dorado for about 3
0: years right. maybe 4. Canadian-based company. But yeah, they, now they have. this is
1: in El They have proven the commercial viability of the whole process. So now it's a matter of scaling up. Uh, the Coke Industries uh, investment of a hundred million dollars gives them enough change to get that plant up and going.
0: And, so, and and I wrote a column. We also saw a big purchase by Exxon Mobil, one hundred thirty thousand acres. And uh, I wrote a column saying, when the big boys, it's nothing against Standard Lithium, right. But when an Exxon Mobil comes in to the Smackover over oil field and says, we're making the investment there, Randy, I think that sends a huge message to the rest of the energy industry, too. No question Exxon about Exxon knows it. something we need to be involved in. The no rest question of the about it. So, you know.
1: The, the people in El Dorado will tell you that the lithium thing has the potential to be a
0: lot bigger than oil ever was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I'm told it could be this century's equivalent to the old 1920s oil buzz.
1: So that's, you know, there again, hundreds of employment opportunities. We just need people with the right attitudes and the right preparation and the right willingness to show up and do the work. Uh, so we're a magnet for employment opportunities right now. From, people from all over the country, and, and look, that's happening, by the mm-hmm. way. People recently, are moving here, you're saying. Here's a little data point for you. Clarksville did a study recently and discovered that in the last 18 months, 100 households, not people, 100 households have sprung up in Johnson County, all from California. 100 households that, that's in one county yeah. in 18 months. So. People are, people are finding Arkansas. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, we've always been here in the middle of flyover country. but Some of them are starting to take a look. And,
0: and I've know. had that anecdotally. I, I spoke last year to the annual banquet of the Dardanelle Chamber of Commerce, and I was sitting next to the Yale County judge. And he said, of course, this is good politics, but he said any time somebody new moves into the county, I go visit them and said, you would be amazed at the number of people from California, just yep. what you said. He said he's got them from Arizona, many of whom, because land is so cheap and our taxes are so cheap, bought the land on the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't even Silent. seen it and moved to Arkansas. He said, they're coming here. Now, this is nothing against Yale County, but that's not somewhere we think is of our main tourism county, for instance. But we, they're moving we, there. S-
1: we sold our house to a guy from Colorado with a guy walking around with a cell phone in it. And he said, I'll wow. take it. Wow. In
0: Melbourne. In Melbourne, yeah. Had never been County. Had never been in the house. Wow. Un- anyway. Unbelievable. All right, we we've walked, walked across the state. We're running out of time, all these opportunities. Now, we were talking before we taped. I'm not going to let you off the hook quite yet. Uh, I, I grew up down in those South Arkansas pine woods we were talking about. With all the other good stuff, we're still growing trees, Randy, at about twice the rate as we need to be harvesting them for healthy forest. When are we going to find uses for that well
1: you know we've got there's fundamental research going on looking for alternative products and all sorts of things we've all now remember there have been several major investments in tuning up sawmills mm, that's that's a good over point. the last uh, couple of years a and lot of
0: canadian dollars canadian in arkansas
1: yeah canadian forest products companies they're out of trees in canada they've yeah. either they've either cut them all or they're burning them up um but anyway that the southern pine timber is mm-hmm. is a is a great opportunity for them and they're bringing money by the truck full down to buy old sawmills and reequip them and tune them up and and step on the production rates. yeah so we've we're we're cutting more, but we've got, as you say, we're growing a lot more than
0: we use. A lot faster, yeah. And it, and it leads to unhealthy forest. It yeah. leads to forest fires. It leads to, you know, pine beetle outbreaks and Literally. so forth. You you mm-hmm. really, really need to be thinning thinning these forests yeah. out for, yeah. for a healthy forest. All right. So bottom line, we're running out of time. Uh, the economy seems to me hotter than it's ever been. The future is bright. But I guess your bottom line is... We've got to find people to fill these jobs, and we've got to train them for those jobs. Well, the good news
1: there is we've got thousands of young people in Arkansas who can step into these opportunities with better preparation. So we've got to make sure all of the workforce agencies and the education institutions, K-12 particularly, really do their job and prepare kids to, to step into these opportunities, because there, there is a wonderful future right at hand just for kids that are prepared, and we've got to do a better job of getting them ready for these
0: jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Randy Zook from the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Randy, thanks for all you're doing for our state, and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Rex. thank it. you for listening to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.